0: DLR was first constructed in 1987 and that was a very small railway running from Tower Hill out to Island Gardens at the bottom of the Isle of Dogs and the reason for that it was, it was supporting the new development corporation in the area which was effectively the precursor to what we associate with Canary Wharf right now so all those big towers that was the initial push start of that not the DLR that we know today but for me it's one of those things that has been a success story from the outset and it goes from strength to strength there's been several extensions to Banks, Lewisham and since then out east into the Royal Docks so we have like the city airport extension they now have it to Wool- and also as the growth has come forward, quite clearly the DLR has had to keep up with that. The underlying is kind of, an interesting thing, it's actually
1: something that we came up with quite a long time ago when we were working on another development further to the west. I went on site and it was raining and I realised everyone was walking underneath the DLR because it was a nice dry route and created this kind of urban colonnade that ran between the DLR stations and various buildings. So that's the thing that made us realise the potential of something like this. And I think you can now see lots of other projects like this coming online around the world. It's about density of use. We can't afford to just let spaces like that go to waste. They're actually very
0: valuable. The idea of like a high line or underline is so exciting, particularly in an area like this. As I say, lots of change. There's so many opportunities. The issues are I don't are the issues, it's more to do with the fact that it's an automated railway. If something untoward were to happen, people need to have access to the structures very quickly. And For that reason we have a lot of infrastructure protection measures all for the right reasons it doesn't necessarily allow opportunities to present themselves as easily having said that i personally think there is a really interesting gray area where we can try and play with these things and certainly the discussions that are starting to happen are starting to think about that and i would say there's other examples in the world coming forward like the miami Underline, where those challenges have been addressed and there's so much to learn and i think the future is quite exciting for it
2: Every time there's a planning application for a site next to the DLR, there would always be visuals that show how DLR is going to be this amazing green space. The reality is when it gets built, it's not the same way as those visuals show. It's not just about green space in the sense of grass and trees. Yes, it's a big part because of the density, but equally are there spaces that local groups and community and everyday people can use for different things the more we looked at the amount of space just within the Tower Hamlets, you know, it's roughly around seven hectares of land that's underneath the DLR. This is already open and exists. What it doesn't have is a designation for use. So it's sometimes used as car parks, just open land. So we kind of just said, okay, let's look at one stretch where we already know it's gonna be a new town center emerging and beginning to kind of look at it as a pilot. I'd like more community-based spaces.
1: Really active, innovative, play and sports and exercise sort of things for all ages. I think they can be quite brave, so something that's kind of bright, colourful, fun, but very human and also linked to the community. These buildings are very big and a little cold. So something of human scale that brings people together.
0: Build, you could build a, up a little football cage. Maybe like a goal and then and then there's just like a penalty spot and you like take penalties. Uh, uh, maybe, a trampoline. maybe a skateboard, uh, a skateboard area. Or something. Yeah. yeah maybe a little basketball cage as well. The basketball um, I would put like a basketball place there or like um, football or like little tennis things. So like people can enjoy it. Like little kids when they
2: want to play.
1: Skating, like they have at South Bank, I could have that here
0: easily. More play spaces for children, the play spaces are diminishing fast, especially on this island. I think just behind us they were making a uh, go-kart racetrack from uh, the car park because they weren't using it, so I think they need to build it more of an attraction. They come here for Canary Wharf because it's not just work, it's a bit more play rather than having to go into Central. uh, I think that will then attract people from Stratford and other places that come in towards this epicentre.
2: Places for children are always missing or teenagers and gardens are always like, uh, vegetable gardens are very needed now. (laughs) Everywhere, I guess. (laughs) We came up with the idea of a pop-up park. So the pop-up park consists of a series of movable planters in different sizes that can be arranged in different combinations to create what feels when you walk in there as a very green and lush environment, but should there be a need to access the space for uh, any type of uh, you know, emergency, they can be moved with a forklift. Maybe we can create something like High Line in New York and it can be a green, nice walking path to the people with some benches on it. Canary Wharf and Docklands so that need some greenery.
0: I would put a place for the DLR people who work there. It's like a little like a chill out place for them so then they can have like a break for themselves. Different places to just sit around, a bit of peace. Other than car parks then when you go along on the train, it's nice to look down and see what's underneath. And there'll be like a water fountain, a pond, I don't know. I like all nature and stuff like that, so all plants and stuff would be
2: nice.
1: The Hanging Gardens of East London. Baskets, you can, when it rains you can see that they're piping all the water off, so you can direct that to feed the plants. But big long hanging like vines and colour and stuff.
2: Some lighting in there will be good. Maybe even a space where people can put up some trolleys in summer for drinks or for food or whatever, so people can have options as well outside the cinema. I'm thinking just in West India Key. Street food or this kind of place, you know, well, because Canary World is full of restaurants and life, but from there, we don't have many options in the island. It's just few restaurants and few pubs. So definitely, if it, could be something regular, would be fantastic. In the 2019, we organized the first food festival on the Isle of Dogs, which was the Carbonara Day in London. We had 3,500 people coming from all over London. No one knew that Isle of Dogs as a foodie area, foodie district. And this is what I want to do here. We can also organize a food festival again under the bridge. We had the Island Carnival. Then there was one that went all round Poplar and that, and we had the island carnival queen and that, and then that little one joined the big one and it went all round Poplar and round the island and all things like that. I
0: used to have a pram race, and I used to stop at the pub all the way round Um, the island. (laughs) But there's not the pubs here no no more. more, I
1: guess they could stop at coffee
2: shops. (laughs) The same, no. <laughs> pop-up markets would be good. Yeah. You could have different things like the farmers' market once every couple of months, or just pop-up stalls. And you know, oh. underneath sort of that like marsh wall, mm. there is room to do it.
0: I think things like markets. East End people love markets. they used to use railway arches, but somewhere where they could go and just be a shopping and to catch up and this sort of thing. You could have arts projects going on as well, which is good. It brings people together, and it just makes it a little bit life a bit more interesting. It's great to have all these high-rises and DLR, but it's a little, it feels a bit soulless. It doesn't feel like a community, you know? Well, there's lots of creative people on your island now, and lots of people that are enterprising. There was a guy in Mud doing stained glass workshops. That's the sort of thing you want, just a bit of diversity in terms of something interesting to go and look at. Because people can't walk around all day looking at tower blocks.
2: I will give the space to more artists, even local artists. There are so many. There's the Forge, for instance. They have lots of designers inside. A market where people can buy fashion, art, jewelry.
1: Trying to tell everyone to do the same thing underneath the DLR is not really going to work. So I think the idea was to have something that held it together, some sort of signage, wayfinding, graphics, always creating a clear space beneath the columns with themes allowing the developers and and local authority to do different things beneath it to actually create almost a a barcode of kind of interesting places and elements in in it that could be about play, it could be about ecology, it could be about planting, it could be about arts it could be about community, but
0: actually it could be a really interesting thing to walk through to experience all these different places I was involved in developing a piece of policy guidance for the area called the Other Dogs Opportunity Area Planning Framework, which is a master plan for the area. And certainly from the transport perspective, there's a whole chapter in there where we talk about the art of the possible in terms of what you could do under the DLR. Very much the highest level principles in terms of that. But, you know, that's kind of the first step at least. And then we'll move from there.
2: I think I would really want that space to be where people feel when they're thinking about a plan in the morning or the weekend they could call their friends and say, I want to meet you there, we can play tennis or we can bike ride. So it's just being a space that people can hold in their heads when they're thinking about their lives on a normal everyday basis. Not the grandness of, oh there's a concert when we need a ticket, but it's a place that it's part of your everyday.